On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, we discuss the awesome mixed event on the European Tour this past week. Garrick Higo catching fire. Uh, we preview the US Open and we discuss whether it's coming home or not. It's a two ball this week with me, Ben Fowlis. And myself, Chris Wright. Okay, welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Don't know when you're listening, uh, but welcome along to today's show. Uh, it is a two ball today because Tim is in the sun somewhere, um, getting a tan and, and having a really nice time. And unfortunately, he's not, not joining us um, for tonight. So it's just me and Mr. Wright. Mr. Wright, how are you doing, good sir? I'm very well, thank you. We should apologise for also not having a show last week. I had three, at least three messages, like private messages being like, where's the show? What's going on? Uh, at which point I had to admit that I was away on holiday and uh, neither of you two knew how to edit the show. So um, <laughs> lesson, lesson, lesson for us in the future, teach Ben and Tim how to edit the show so that if I'm ever away, they can do that. So apologies for missing last week. Thank you for those who did reach out and just make sure that I hadn't messed up. Uh, normally, it probably is a high chance I had messed up and not posted it or something. So uh, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I'm going to level with you. I've had a, an absolutely delightful week away. Uh, <laughs> lots of beer, lots of red wine in the middle of nowhere in Devon, like on this like converted farmhouse over barn like overlooking just rolling hills i'm like this is my dream like view of a morning every morning just getting up and have a coffee out there oh wonderful uh didn't take the clubs couldn't have played anyway because of the back but um yeah just feeling refreshed and good after last week and osteopath tomorrow excited to get back and do some work on the back and hopefully be swinging yeah that was where I was going to go with, did you take your clubs with you and where did you play? But obviously, we, I know you didn't play. So, um, kind of, you touched yeah, on it. How, how is the back? Go well, on. let's pause there. I, I don't know when you want to jump into this. I, I didn't take my clubs, but I was a, in this place with Ben, with Pops. Uh, and Pops, so we were there with uh, two other couples and both of their kids. And uh, Pops did bring his pitching wedge. That did come into the car. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> Uh, no golf ball, obviously. Oh, just, I did not uh, know this. This is the first I've heard of this, which is <laughs> brilliant. Uh, to, be fair, to be fair, I actually didn't see him swinging the club, uh, but I know he had several uh, practice sessions. Mainly went like the early evening when I was putting uh, uh, Noah to bed. I'm pretty sure he snuck out and had a few practice swings. Uh, should I just go all in onto Pop Swatch right now? Because there is yeah. an update. Yeah, I mean, we were, we were going to come to it, but let's let's we'll, go right we'll, on. We'll do put so he's, he's taking his pitching wedge on holiday for a week just to do lots of practice swings, and clearly the work he's doing is is embedding in. He's had a he went to the driving range yesterday, I believe, uh, and was had his another lesson today, uh, and I th I'm fairly sure yesterday was the first day that he's hit balls with like in the last three weeks of him actually just practicing the backswing. Now, I'll be honest, he sent me the video, his backswing looks like a golf swing like good speed good tempo looks pro like progress golf. because uh previously pops i know you're listening your golf swing was absolutely hideous absolute yeah, monstrosity of a golf <laughs> swing so <laughs> i'll find the text oh he also sent me another video on was it what day we're on now we're on monday it must have been saturday him in his garden he's got a he's got a net that he hits into and, and I, I assumed it was a, he just put it on a tripod or rested his phone up against something to, to film it while he was doing it. And he, he hit a shot and all of a sudden I heard his wife go, 
better. And I was like, she's, she's, she's there offering, offering moral support. As he's, oh, as God. Uh, which was, which is just, which is excellent. I cracked up when I heard it. And she was, yeah, she, she sounded very supportive. I have to be honest with you. She's, she sounded great. Um, where's Ben's comment? He sent me a, a WhatsApp earlier. We do, do have to give props to Amy because, um, she has been out of the course with him numerous times, film, you know, shooting videos of him in Portugal and, and other places around the world. So. Good on that. Yeah, here you go. So uh, he sent me the, and today's video after the lesson, yeah, looks, backswing looks great. Now, the one thing I will say, it looks incredibly like Cutty. Like, obviously, he's only been working on the backswing, but now he gets up to a really good position at the top of his backswing. Like before, if you'd have, you've heard me talk about this before, he's like, you could see the whole club on the other side of his body. Now it, it looks like a really solid like top of the backswing. And now he's just coming over the top on the way down by the looks of it. that's This is me looking yeah. at it. And then his previous backswing, just like if, if you're at home trying to picture this, just think of a really long, slow, hideous John Daly. Um, and yeah. that I think just about sums <laughs> up. Almost bounced um, the club head off of his knee on the way, and, on the way back over. And the other guy in the group who he sent this message to, by the way, was uh, who has the world's steepest and cuttiest swing. Yeah. Uh, his, first, his first comment was, "Looks a bit cutty." I thought that's a bit coming from him. But anyway, here's, here's the message he sent me. I, so I said, this is looking much better. The ball is in the air, which is a, definitely an improvement. Then uh, technically, it's now completely different. And I'm absolutely buzzing. And by that, I mean, there's actually some technique involved. I was like, yeah, <laughs> correct. Yeah, you're, he's, he's doing well. Motivation is clearly higher. He looks, he just, he's smiling when he hits this shot. Like he obviously feeling much better. So that's great. I'm now looking forward to the future lessons for Pops and getting him back out on the course. Yeah, it has been a while since we we've all played actually, which so it'd be good to good to get back out on the course together and get Holly Percival's cutty swing out as well. <laughs> um, no. um, in terms of my obviously no golf uh, back back was playing up a bit last week, but I think there was a lot of like picking Noah up, and, and that's that's my eighteen month old. Sorry for anyone who hasn't been listening uh, and playing on the beach and stuff like that. So I'm going to put it down to that, and just generally now I think. I can release stuff off quite quickly. So if I do my hip releases or whatever, everything releases off quite quickly. It just then gets a bit tight. So I think it's now time for release and strengthening time, which you obviously sent me some stuff that I now need to be doing, which will now, assuming I get the all clear tomorrow, I will be embedding them to that. And then I'll go pick up the kettlebells as well. Yeah. No, good move. I think it's, it's something a lot of people kind of suffer from and it's, I think that's the thing. We we do a lot of like stretching and stuff, but stretching doesn't necessarily fix the issue. It kind of helps the issue, but uh, it's then the strengthening stuff, which is ultimately going to help support the back as, as you move forward. Um, so yeah, I can't wait for you to get back on the course, to be honest with you. Yeah. Basically for this week, I'm relying heavily on you for some golf stories for over the weekend. So what have you got? Yeah, so um, a lot. So... Yes. Sure. Yeah. If, if you want to, if yeah, if you want to, kind of uh, skip past my golfing adventures this part of this weekend, scrub along probably about half an hour, uh, and then you'll got That person keeping us on track. So I'm, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to make sure that we keep the sections short and sharp. So let's go. Just give us, the, <laughs> give us the rundown. Uh, and the, the highlights. 
Right, so uh, I have hit golf balls uh, four days in a row, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so uh, as much as, as, as I was, you know, I, I do a lot of training, so I, I to avoid kind of back injuries, I was feeling stiff as a board when I woke up this morning. Uh, no, not all on the course. So Thursday, uh, I had a meeting with a technical coach in the city. So I work in the city of London um, and I needed something for, uh, some of my clients, so we, we kind of cross over clients. I do the strength-based stuff. He does the golf-based stuff, and it was kind of announcing a, a, a new partnership uh, in that sense. That was really cool because I'd only recently found his studio, lovely little swing studio um, in Bank. Um, yeah, and then so went in to meet him. Initially thought it That's was very just cool. You, you haven't told me about that over the weekend. No, I literally did not know it was there. He's been there for seven years. I've been coaching in my gym for three. I've played golf for a long time. It's 100 yards from my gym. 100 <laughs> yards. How have I not known about this sooner? Um, also, it, fantastic news. So we, yeah, we, 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 we kind of spoke about, you know, partnering up and, and offering kind of a, something for, for, for everyone um, that's based in the, in the city of London. Um it turned, you know, I thought we were just going for a meeting, turned into a lesson, uh, which was cool. So I got some some swing tips. So he had me in all kinds of different crazy positions uh, to try and get me shallow in the club a little better because my, my, you know, after all the speed training, my timing's a little off and I, I tend to, to come over the top, cast a little bit. So that had me loosening up my, uh, my thoracic spine a little bit. Then from there, I went to meet a couple of friends at mine uh, in a new space in St. Paul's. Uh, it's called Off the Tee. It's incredible. You would not know it was there, but they've off got the tea. Off the Tee. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. I've not actually looked at their social media, but the value down there is outstanding. If anyone's in the city or can access St. Paul's relatively quickly enough. So a bay to book an hour, all right? You get five hours a month for 90 quid. It's got track, man. It's indoors. It's down in a bunker. It's air conditioned. You take your own drinks, take your own food. There's four bays, so it's nice and quiet. So if you're there for the social, it's not for you. If you're there to practice or, I guess, get a lesson, it is incredible. Because when you walk in, they show you how to use the computers so you can look. Bless you. <laughs> good for the podcast you can uh so you can see all of your own data you get sent the video of all of your own data so you know if, if you're going to work with a coach elsewhere you can say look here's exactly what i'm hitting um they've obviously got the massive screen and then with all trackmans you get the virtual golf so we went down there for two are hours you sure, are you sure it's called off the tee off the tee uh Could yeah box yeah, it's not called Off the Tee. It's called Tea Box. <laughs> Why did I think it was Off the Tee? Tea Box works. Okay, great. Okay, I've now found Tea Box works. Sorry, Tea Box. Yeah, it is called Tea Box. I okay, literally have no idea where Off the Tee has come from. Anyway, we'll carry on. It's difficult to find, difficult to navigate to. You would not know it was there, apart from a tiny little sign outside. Um, but 100%, I was like, well, we're coming back and I'm probably going to get a membership there. Uh, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass getting your clubs into and from central London when you commute how I do. Um, but I think just taking three or four clubs in a rucksack is going to be the way forward. It's easier in terms of booking than what my current range is down at North Greenwich. North Greenwich is a very, very social range. It's quite noisy. So if you are a geek like me who wants to just sit there, geek out over numbers, you want it nice and quiet so you can practice properly, it's excellent. 
Anyway, that was Thursday. So, say, so I'm looking at it. So if you if you go to because I know that we have people that listen who are in London, uh, and a few of them came out to the perfect golf day a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it's the T box. So it's T T E E dash box dot co dot uk. Uh, looks smart. Looks really nice. Yeah, excellent. Like I said, for, I was shocked at the when when they said it was you know ninety pounds for five hours. Um, bearing in mind, I pay fifteen pound at North Greenwich. T box. Yeah is 18 pound a session i think that works out so i was like wow okay well then i'm definitely coming back and i'm, I'm gonna take some cameras and stuff i'm going to start filming some stuff and see what we can do down there which is cool so i have taken the complete opposite route of what ben has and i've gone right there's a lesson and let's immediately go and hit golf balls not yes. stand in my back garden swinging a golf <laughs> eight thousand times so friday this was pre-booked in a while ago we spoke about this in the pod i went down to uh, bletchley golf club to see see steve uh, for a lesson so steve is obviously the coach that we've had on the pod before and uh, you know the coach i've been working with for, for a while now which was like so good did a lot of ground reaction for stuff and it's more now it's more kind of like shifting my hips and then pushing harder into the to the floor on the downswing um and also like he on friday he, he kind of was talking about he had michael campbell down to the uh down to the studio who won the US Open and, and beat someone by the name of Tiger Woods as the, uh, <laughs> as the person who came second. So that was quite Amazing. cool. Uh, he started talking about his the stories that he was coming up with, which was which was awesome. And then hit balls after that. So lesson Thursday, hit balls. Lesson Friday, hit balls. So that was yeah, a lot right. of golf shots. And because of lessons, you're putting yourself in all kinds of funky shapes and positions. So I woke up Saturday. I was like, I'm, I'm a little bit stiff. Not going to lie. Had I not had a round booked in, I, I probably wouldn't have hit more balls. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I went back. Uh, we played at Ho Bridge. And as we turned up, the gents on reception were like, oh, you checking in, guys? We were like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but different kind of checking. It was Club Champs Day. It was their Club Championship Day. So oh, the, go- the golf course was absolutely immaculate it looked amazing what i saw on the socials i was like you know i even i watched the first couple of videos and i was like where are they playing i was like i'm sure they said hobridge and i was like i had to like go back and listen to the first video like, we're here at hobridge i was like they did say hobridge. Yeah. It looked excellent. yeah and as, as you can imagine as you know post one lesson you always exp- you never really know what you're what you're going to get post two lessons in two days of which the lesson on Thursday was very much upper body focus. The lesson yeah. on Friday was very much lower body focus. So I'm trying to factor in new swing thoughts and patterns across my whole body. <laughs> you can't do that on the course. We've talked yeah. about this before. I, well, like I said to Steve on Friday, was like, I'm happy to sacrifice a couple of rounds to make sure I embed this in as quickly as possible. Yeah. Didn't expect a lot. Um, and but got to... I've literally just got to this chapter on um, in... Oh, what's it called? Golf is not a game of perfect. I think that's the, the version I'm reading. Yeah. Um, literally, it just says you, you, you can't have swing thought. But we all know it. We all talk about it. You can't think about your golf swing on the uh, on the course. And yeah, I'm now reading about the disastrous consequences of thinking about your your golf swing on the golf course. So yeah, don't don't do that then. Yeah. Well, then I, it was it was a case of particularly David, the guy who I saw Thursday, who was just like, right, just rehearse this as your like your practice swing. Kind of get to a certain position and then fire couple more swings and then kind of go started off really really well front nine i think i was on 19 points yeah you 19 points i was yeah. like yeah oh, i was um, like I was actually like damn okay crap ben's gonna move up the leaderboard here we're in trouble crap okay fine so saturday was 
was hot let's put it that way so we made the turn <laughs> at about 12 30 and as you get back to Hobridge, you are right in front of the the clubhouse so i thought right i'll run in we'll go for a pee we'll grab a couple of beers lovely we'll get back out to the 10th tee box we'll let the group behind us play through even though they were four ball we got back out to the tee box and the group behind us was stood there waiting for us to play off i was like oh shit this is this oh, makes no. me a bit guilty now so we'd essentially held them up so I literally pulled my three-wood out, ran to the tee, uh, turned around, one quick practice swing, immediately snap-hooked it, <laughs> direct left, shit, snap-hooked on the 10th, te- that's the one where they actually, you want to go left, obviously not snap-hook left, but you want to play it to the left to play, you see what a shot into the green, yeah. right? Yeah, my problem is, is my snap-hook went 100 mile an hour straight into a tree and then just kind of dropped down so my second shot out i couldn't progress the ball more than 50 yards i don't think so i was left i think it was one seven actually yeah it was because i pulled seven iron now i typically carry seven iron 175 obviously weather was pretty good that's what i was why i estimate on a summer's day and i had 175 to the center of the green i was like this is perfect but i didn't really think um because it's a good few yards downhill so it's i was back in, downhill, isn't it? back yeah i was back in yeah. the fairway um so my third shot absolutely nuked it comes straight out of the middle <laughs> one one place you don't want to go on that green is uh is long because it's you know back to front slope on the green went long and and that was triple so then stepped on the next team so everyone listening right so ben sent through the uh the scorecard at the turn absolutely 19 points and then what happens is the social media videos stop coming and the the, far, the back nine scorecard never came in, which either means one of two things. It either means that someone in the group has had an absolute worldie, uh, or most of the time it means that everyone's fallen to absolute ratchet and uh, they've had an absolute nightmare. So which of those was it for you? Yeah, I mean, I started the back nine on 10. I went triple. On 11, <laughs> I went triple. So where I was... <laughs> fairly I, w- I wouldn't say on course to break 80 we've spoken about this before that i'm now kind of setting my sights on breaking 80 every time i think i was on 42 strokes front line if i remember rightly um going triple triple uh it being absolutely flipping roasting hot and as we spoke about before my tolerance to alcohol being pretty crap i then kind of just for a few holes just completely fell apart and was like oh this when you message oh, uh, my enthusiasm has, has waned or something like that, I was like, you were on 19 points. How has your enthusiasm got low? Like, surely your enthusiasm was in like yeah. it's, it's just one of those. Like, you know, you know, you, you play 10, you make a mistake just based on like rushing. And then you get annoyed. I was just annoyed with myself because I was like, this mistake wouldn't have happened had I just taken my time and been like, look, you know, we, we, we weren't playing slow. It was club champs day. There were people everywhere. But I was trying to rush because I felt guilty that we'd kept the guys on the tee box. Sure, yeah. Just hit multiple bad shots in a row. Made errors that you you, you just shouldn't hit. And I would, you, you wouldn't make if you were, if you were taking your time. So finish Saturday on what points? Yeah, uh, 29 points, which is 92 strokes. So 10, I mean, 10 points on the back nine. Okay. Back, back, back nine was, was 50 strokes. Not brilliant. Okay. But I, again, it's it's trends that we've spoken about we spoke the other last week about targets or a couple of weeks ago 31 putts so i was pretty happy with that so as much as i am looking for a new putter uh, at the moment it's it's actually it's behaving itself and i'm yeah yeah. Yeah. well and then sunday 
it was leagues better with a part other than what it was Saturday, to be totally honest with you. Um, so Sunday, we it was this is kind of the reason why we slotted in the round on Saturday was because going back a while, me and all the boys from school still get together and play golf. Now, there's normally a group of about 20 of us. Um, morning of the England game, you know, it was only managed us managed to get 12 of us out. It's a nice early start to get out on a Sunday. We play Sher- Sherfield Oaks, which is between Basingstoke and Hook. I've not played there. Two courses, right? Yeah, Wellington and Waterloo. I've played there a couple of times and have never seen the course in as good a condition as what it was. It was excellent. So I was very, very kind of grateful for the two days golf we had. Um, and I'm typically quite a slow starter, um, but I went birdie, birdie, one, two. So I was like, well, this, this is quite good. So you um, went two under par after two. two. Yeah, two under par through two. Um, you, I assume you've saved that scorecards and printed it and put it up on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that started off really well. I mean, was that, and was it? Did you have shots on both of those holes? Um, yes, I did. So I started off like eight points after two. Or no, something, no, no, no. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't on two. Two was two's not that difficult a hole. But so first one, I was quite fortunate. I played it into the tree and it just got through. Um, <laughs> brilliant. Missed. That's one of those days where you're like, this is going to be my day. Yeah, this is going to be my day. Um, and like I've said before, wedges I feel like quite comfortable with. And it kind of set the trend for, for what was to come for the day, really. Anything from like uh, a nine o'clock swing to a full swing with a wedge, absolute crap. So oh. on this, oh, I was still in the first hole. Pulled it left, went left of the green. Um, and I chipped it. I thought this is online, but it was flying. Uh, thankfully, it pitched, rolled out a couple of times, hit the pin, and dropped. I was like, "Hey, here we go!" <laughs> Zero yeah, we're in. Right, we're off. So yeah, went went birdie, and then the second hole was just a perfect hole, five iron center of the fairway. And actually, to be fair, I, I then did hit a wedge to about two feet from the pin, tap in, walked in. As you can probably imagine, I then walked onto a third tee box. Like, well. I'm going to win today. Like, uh, well, I'm getting a handicap cut. I am probably breaking par. Obviously, <laughs> 16 holes to play, long way to go. Um, but I was 14 points and level par through five. So I did carry it on. Wow. Um, yeah, I then went bogey, par, bogey. So I was level, level through five, which I thought, you know, pretty good. This is where my arsehole fell apart and uh, I couldn't hit a shot to save my life. Uh, so for about... From about whole hole five, the iron play and the wedge is just rubbish. This, I've got to put wait, down wait, a bit. Wait, wait, pause. So what was the final score? Uh, final score was points. Oh, 35 points, 85 huh. strokes. Um, mm-hmm. I had a front nine. This is what I was, was saying about my, my putter being on fire. Um, I had 13 putts on the front nine. So Sorry. it was a case of get it on the green and it was within a few feet. Well, one, a lot, one after two holes is a good a good yeah. start. A lot of it was um, missing the green and then good chip in, good short game. Like I almost hold out of the bunker, almost hold out another chip. So short game on, uh, was, was solid. 28 putts in total on the day, which I was, you know, it's, it's, again, wow. it's, it equals the best. Well, so why did you get rid of this putter? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Honestly, it's just one of those days. I think everyone knows that they have a, a certain club where they get it in the hand on the day and you're just like, I can't miss. Um, there were two lag parts, which I, I missed by, by quite a while, but any, anything with inside 10 feet, I, I pretty much made on the day. And this is something I wrote down a note on this. T and green, near perfect. Um, a couple of loose shots off the tee. I'm still without driver and will be for, for a while. 
had my ball striking been there, it would have been breaking 80 comfortably. It's the best I've played off the tee, best I've played. As, as we spoke about, getting all these, every area of your game together in one day is is basically impossible. Uh, so yeah, we, we can't, we can't sort of live off that. So yeah, I'd have, but the, the standard of, of tournament that we played in, I think out of the 12, I finished sixth on 35 points. Wow. Like there was two 39s, a couple of 37s. Wow. Uh, 36. Yeah, I was 35. The lowest point score of the day, which, uh, Guided Callum, it was my brother uh, out of the 12. He he finished on 29 points and even he and said... the he, lowest of the day. Yeah, he did lowest of the day. And even he said he didn't have that bad around. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. he was... So he was second at Perford. No, third at Perford. Third he's, been Perford. Playing, he's been playing some good golf recently. He's been playing some good golf. Mm. There was a lot, a lot of good golf going on. Yeah. Uh, which was, yeah, it was good to see. Good, good, good to see all that lot because we you don't see him all that often, boys from school, so... Okay, awesome. So basically, all in all, a bloody good few days of golf. A lot of golf, a hell of a lot of golf. Uh, and it kind of got come Sunday, and everyone knows how hot it was in the UK on Sunday, walked off the 18th green and everyone was just, you could just see it. Everyone was just exhausted <laughs> from 18 holes. Anyone that was teeing off at 12 o'clock on, on Sunday, I have no idea how you did it because it was roasting. Yeah, it was hot. It was and really hot. Obviously, our spirits don't fare too well in the sun. Yeah, we um, moan that it's too cold and wet and rainy that we only want to play golf in the sun the sun comes out and then we bitch and moan that it's too hot yeah yeah it was was pretty toasty i mean me and callum almost did miss the england game actually because we went home to sat on the sofa and both of us out cold and <laughs> <straight laughs> almost straight away uh, woke up for kickoff little nap at half time woke back up again for the second half big nice. big weekend solid um, right, moving on to the pros. There was there was some stuff going on uh, at the weekend. I have to admit, two two tournaments, which I guess you know, in in the grand scheme of things, looking across the course of the year, probably go under the radar. Not not massive events, um, mostly you know in the shadow of of US Open. So no great surprise because it was uh, due to be in Canada this week with the PGA Tour. Um, Garrick Higo is on an absolute heater at the moment. He makes it three wins from his last four starts. Yeah. This is professional golf, and at the age of 22, he's just won three in the last four. Two of, them, it, two of them on European two Tour. Two of them European Tour, yeah. In the Canary Islands, I want to say. Um, I think, and it, it still cracks me up, PGA Tour. And I know that they mean, I know that they mean first win on the PGA Tour, but always their social media, it just always like, first win, I'm like, it's not though. It's his first win on the PGA Tour, and then the European Tour tweeted underneath this, being like, "On the PGA Tour, he's won twice in the last like <laughs> three events or whatever at the European Tour." I'm just like, "Come on, like, I, I know those weren't as prestigious events or whatever, but the the guy's playing some some quality golf." Excellent, and I, you know, I have to commend you for for sticking to your guns and picking him for DraftKings because I saw him and I was like. I, I know how good a form he's been on. But I looked at him and was like, it's a different ball game when you head to the States. He, he, he sure, won in some fields. You come across like, you're like, okay, you've you've had some travel time. You you know, you, how are you going to adapt? I did think, I was like, is it sensible to put him in? And I'm like, he, he, he was quite a lot as well. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't like he was cheap as if it was like, yeah. you know, it, it's his second start on the, on the PGA yeah. Tour. And yeah. I think DraftKings priced him quite high, which I was quite surprised at, which scared me away from him. Needless to say, um slightly regretting that uh, well i mean now. he he did he 
uh, let's just throw it in there now from the DraftKings. If you're if you're if you get involved with DraftKings in the fantasy league, we uh, uh, if you, if or Tim, should we talk about this now? Should we just do a quick chat about DraftKings? Yeah, go on. Go on. Sure. This is what we did last week. So Tim entered the competition, but then didn't enter a team, so he ruled himself out immediately. Thank you for the two dollar <laughs> donation, Tim. Appreciate that. Uh, and then I've magically somehow. Oh, you and me were so close the whole weekend. I was watching our things. It was like, I'm 0.5 behind Fowlis. I'm one point behind Fowlis. And I literally was like, oh, with like three holes to go, I was like, oh, this is, I'm going to lose by one point here. And then he goes and wins it, gets himself an extra 10 points. Off I go, take the win. Chris is back. He's into the teens. He's got, he's got some, he's got some points on the board. Yeah, I I, I do have to say, Kiz, Kisner really let me down. was pinning my hopes on him because he's a local boy. And I thought, you know. (laughs) Kiz will be my guy, local knowledge and all that, but he missed the cut by one and, and then ultimately... Yeah, three players missed the cut and we were in the money. Yeah. Uh, another, another thing as well, which gave me the, the boost, and I was, was back at my parents this weekend and I was with my brother and he had five players miss the cut. So that, uh, that, I, <laughs> that, I was, that I was quite happy to remind yeah. him about as well. So not only did we beat him on the course, but we got him in the DraftKings uh, yeah, as nice. well. No. Uh, right. One thing with uh, Garrick Higo going on to win and, and something which I, I'm sure would have we've tripped a few people up is, and something you, you've got a feel for him, is Chesson Hadley absolutely mm. collapsed down the stretch. Everyone else around him, you look at their final rounds, it's three under, it's four under, it's five under, and he, he shot four over par, which is it just goes to show how difficult it is to get it done on the PJ mm-hmm. Tour. And joining him on that as well, I think DJ. DJ, I thought, I I... I before the round, I was like, well, it's DJ's tournament. It's DJ's to win. I know, you know, Hadley was in the lead when he teed off, but ultimately, DJ's been there, seen it, done it. These other guys who he was competing against hadn't. And I just assumed mm-hmm. he'd run away with it, but he didn't. I think he tripled on 15 and, and that was it. And it's, you know, as much as there was made, it wasn't a massively strong field. You've got to give it to Higa. He beat out the likes of you know, Kepka, DJ, yeah. Tyrrell Hatton. Hatton played well, didn't he? Yeah, Tyrrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood. There, was, there were a few big boys there. It wasn't a massively yeah. deep field, but, um, Fair play to him. How much of it did you watch? I'm going to be honest, very little. Thursday and Friday, we were still away. Um, Saturday, I just, yeah, very little. I've watched all. I've watched a lot of the highlights, and just I, I'm honestly, I'm just delighted to see Higo come across from the European Tour and and get a win so quickly on the PGA Tour. I think that it's just it, an, another South African player who looks to have some real talent. Yeah. My, my my guy Ninaba was up there as well for a few days and. Yeah. It was kind of interesting to see, like the PJ Tour and the reaction. See, we've we've seen him a bit on the European Tour and just seen him how he absolutely nukes it off the tee. Um, well, they were completely unaware of it, didn't they? They yeah. were like, "Oh, this yeah. guy can hit the ball." And then I saw a tweet from from him being like, "Yeah, it's odd. I've never even really trained for it." So like, I imagine I've got more in the locker. I was like, "Wow." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the video yet, uh, but if you type in on Twitter, I think it's like uh, Nina. Uh, a track man or something like that. He's in a studio and he swings it, uh, hit, you know, hits it out onto a, an, an open range, but in the studio, they switch back to the track man. It was a three ninety carry. <laughs> that's, that's a big, big hit. And it's the, when I showed it to my brother, he just said, it just makes it look so effortless as well. It's it's not, honestly, it's, you watch it and like, how, how, how is it going that far? Like yeah. physically tell me like, what are the biomechanics behind this? You watch, you know, you watch, there's, there's a lot made about Bryce about how, how far he hits the ball, but he looks like he's trying to throw absolutely yeah. everything at it. If, you, um, if you're listening, you know, do this when it's safe to do so. If you've not seen Enava's swing, 
just go and jump on Twitter and you will see how easy this guy makes it look, how effortless, this effortless distance. And I think there were occasions where Higo, you know, Higo's not short off the tee, but he was like a good 60, 70 yards behind him. And, and Nienaba just looks like he's flicking it down there. Yeah. Be, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on over the next couple of years, that's for sure. Um, and what the tour does to try and limit that to compensate for it. Uh, right, PJ's done. European Tour. Okay, now this was an extremely interesting event and it just kind of, it makes us look like we've, we're, we're, project, we're, we're predicting what the European Tour are going to do or that we're just giving them ideas on <laughs> varying up competition. We'll go with the second one. We'll say that there are people in the in the European Tour and the, the upper echelons of the European Tour that are going, oh, actually, that podcast, they've got some great ideas. Great ideas. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, didn't see it, didn't see it, the, the Scandinavian mixed uh, tournament was this weekend. It was hosted by Emmerich Stenson and Anna Christorenstam, you know, two massive names in the golfing world, full stop, but in Scandinavia, obviously absolute superstars. Um, the men pitted up against the, uh, the women, which I thought was excellent. And all it, in one yeah, all in one tournament. And it's just a case of, no, whoever won, won. Whether it be they man or, or, or woman, didn't matter. So different tee boxes, um, but it was a straight shootout. There was three players um, on... And my, and my understanding... The way because I was looking at this and, and actually this is a topic this is a, this is a this is a topic that came up while we're sat in the in a hot tub on holiday we we're talking about women and men's sports and like for example golf and we had the conversation around how do you how do you grow the women's game how do you bring people together and how do you how do you have men and women competing against each other and this was this I think is a a really good example of it like for me I like the, I know there'll be people out there that say that everyone should have to tee off from the same t-box etc and i think that's you know, that's a whole different conversation um one that i think eventually we'll, we should go down at some point but the concept behind it was the the different t-boxes the way they managed it was that the aim was that whether male or female you'd have your approach shot to the green would be like if i'm if a, a guy was hitting a seven iron the woman would also be hitting a seven iron it was kind of done with that in mind which I thought is probably the right way yeah. um, to do it. I think, yeah, it it, it looked like it was a, a great event. Obviously, not full of superstars, as we'll say. So, not, but neither from neither the the men's or the women's, I suppose. Um, but I, I think the concept is great. Concept really excellent, and I I have to admit, I loved the concept of of you know the tee boxes so that it's they're set up so it's a second shot i thought I, I also read that and i thought that's it's such a good idea and it's such an easy way to integrate you know the two and to, to help grow the women's game and it I, I honestly thought you know we talked about this a while ago and it was tim i'm sure it was tim that talked about like the tennis model and you have you have two separate comps men and women but both playing at the same venue same week same four days but it's two separate comps and i genuinely still think that could be a really easily like super easily integrated model this takes it to an out there was still 150 players whatever it was and it was just 70 or 120 players 60 men 60 women this brings it to a whole new game like that's that's a whole new level but then you're essentially halving the field for both men and women um for what they'd normally play so i think I've, it's a really interesting conversation i think we should probably wait for tim to get back to we really dive into it but i think it yeah i'm i thought it was great yeah 
And I think it was something that if anyone was was down to get and would turn around and be like, oh yeah, but the men would just win the tournament and would crush it all just to stop any of the doubters. You know, um, Alice Houston came third, right yeah. in her own in her own merit. Two strokes behind the winner who's uh, Jonathan Caldwell, who who won on seventeen under par. Uh, Alice Houston, yeah, obviously shot fifteen under par. It was an excellent golf tournament from her. I think it was just an excellent idea, excellent concept, excellent tournament. It was kind of well run. It was good to hear the interviews with Sorensen all the way around and, and see Stenson getting involved. And just the only concern from my part, because I thought overall, I thought it was was, was brilliant. It's, it's kind of backing up what we've spoken about before. The prize check for first place was 145,000 euros, 125,000 pounds, which... You know, we've spoken about the growing gap between the PGA Tour. I, I, I've kind of shot myself in the foot because I didn't have a look at how much the Palmetto Champs was. But I know <laughs> last week, the winner's <laughs> game was 1.4 million last week. Oh, really? Uh, PGA Tour last week, with winner's check of 1.4 million versus European Tour this week, prize check of 144,000 euros. It's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of that gap. Yeah. I can tell you, Garrett Higo won $1.3 million. Yeah. So, yeah, just the difference of one, $1,150,000 uh, in, in prize money. Big drop to second place. Second place, four hundred grand. Yeah, I mean, that's still not a bad day at the office. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, fair play to him. Well done, Higo. And to be fair, well done on every, everyone in the European Tour. The tournament was brilliant. Yeah, again, like we say, we, we've always sort of talked about having the way that you grow the women's game is get it integrated into that will bring the games together into the men's game. I think it's a great concept. I think I think it will take a while for the people that run golf to really jump on board. Um, I hope it happens sooner than in what my head it will take a long time. Yeah, I. T- I don't know where I don't know whether this is the biased view of because we are based in Europe. But I kind of feel like you, the European tour is like the testing the waters tour, where they're like, right, yeah, maybe. they're, they're going to set the trends, and then the PJ tour may at some point bring it in if it if, if it was successful. It'll be interesting to see if it stays. But that's, but that's odd, isn't it? Because like the women's game in the states is so big, or it's so much bigger than the women's game in Europe. And you think you know you've already got, and I'm not, I don't, I'm really really careful here not to downplay the you know the Georgia Halls, etc. But the women's top level golfers are I would take a guess, I'm not basing this on anything, they're more well known than the European female golfers, even outside of golf. Like like people know the names. And you'd think they'd have brought them to in, and brought those men and women together in America already because of it's it's a much bigger platform. So it surprises me that they hasn't, but yeah, well done European tour and ladies European tour for doing that. I think another thing that's going to strengthen the case is well publicised. Like a lot of the uh, men on the PGA Tour and a lot of the women on the LPGA Tour, they're quite close. They, you know, yeah. I know Michelle Wee is quite close to a lot of the players in terms of friendships and stuff. So I think it, the conversation needs to be had. I mean, it was shown recently by evidence of, of, of all the players wearing the LPGA hoodies. I think yeah. a lot of the guys on the PGA Tour are very supportive of it. And I think they would be very receptive that's, to that sort of idea. Because at the end of the day, they are their friends and they are interested in, in kind of growing their the, the game for as well. I think it, it would benefit the men's game as well. So it'd be interesting to see moving forward if and what. Because I think particularly because there's tournaments being replaced and removed, 
like this week it was supposed to be a Canadian yeah. event, but it, it, was, it was moved because of COVID. It's using the situation we're in currently to test the waters with different things and see what works. It'd be interesting to see if the PGA Tour do move and, and try something this year. I'd, I'd like it. I really would. Mm. Right, talking about kind of the PGA Tour, European Tour encompassing all into one. Now, unless you live under a rock, you will probably know that there's a pretty big tournament going on this week. Uh, the US Open at Tory Pines, um, known to be a bit of a bomber's paradise. So if you're picking your DraftKings team, that could be uh, an area to keep a lookout for is, is the guys who can hit the ball straight and, and fast. Yeah, different setups. They play there in, like, earlier in the year, don't they? They did, and Patrick Reed uh, won this year. Um, it was the controversial really? one where it was known to be a bit of a shitbag. So uh, oh. that was the ball bouncing out of the rough. So the rough is already pretty oh. heinous at Tory Pines. It's pretty punishing. And now the US Open. Hence Patrick Reed, you know, cheating a little bit. Not that we're calling him a cheater, but he's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Um, and now that it's the US Open, I think the rough is going to be like, it's going to be like playing out of bushes every I was time. Say, do, you, do you think from. January, where are we now? June. Do you think the course will be set up? I know there's I know there's one hole where it's not a par five anymore, it's now a par four for the sake of this tournament. But apart from that, do you think like the the actual setup of the course, the rough, there'll be different levels of rough? Like do you think it'll be different to January or do you think it'll be quite comparable to January? I think I think everything that I ever seem to read, it always seems to be the USGA um they like to make it as tough as possible. Make the US Open the, the US hardest Open, tournament. Yeah. So I just think fairways are going to be tighter, roughs going to be longer, thicker, drier, uh, and I can imagine the greens being like you know, car parks. So um, I think it's going to be a lot harder. Okay, so this is interesting. So because when you said it's like a bomber's paradise, I'm like, yeah, it is. However, I now go in my head of, but it's a US Open. Are they going to? Are they going to do what you just described? Like they're going to bring the fairways in. They're going to make the rough longer. And my draft, I've already selected my drafting team, and I'd say it reflects that. Okay. Yeah, I've written down two two key stats to look at are going to be uh, off the tee and scrambling because it's oh, going okay. to take a, a good game of scrambling to get out of the rough, out of the sand, wherever they may end up. I'm not really scrambling. I might have to go back and we're not going to announce teams tonight. <laughs> I, want, I might go and have a look at my stats on those. Giving you all my best tips. Um, kind of to, reigning champ is Bryson DeChambeau, and it'll be interesting to see how he how he gets on this week kind of what what sort of stock do you would you give him how much chance do you give him around here i mean we said last even last year when we spoke about him and we were like yeah he's he's gonna win and you're like but it's everyone was like it's not just gonna be a long hitters game and then it absolutely was a long hit yeah and i was just like okay like i don't think you i just don't think you can rule ever rule him out like there are some players that you just can't ever rule out and i think he's at that stage of yeah, I'd, like even Brooks missed the cut this week. Can't rule him out. But this is what I said to my, my brother because it, it, Callum picked him in his DraftKings team. And I said, what, what are you doing? It, Brooks, in any tournament, if it's not a major, is a waste of time having him <laughs> in the thing. He doesn't, doesn't, doesn't turn up for the small events. It, you get him in a major though and he's, he, yeah. you know, he's 90s Tiger. Yeah. Um, I'd... And that, that was kind of partly why I said it's, it's Bomber's Paradise. It's, it's Tory Pines is known to be quite a long course. And, you know, if the rough is anything like what it was at Wingfoot last year, Bryson did very, very well at the old Bomber and Gouge and approach. So I am looking to pack my DraftKings team with a few certain players. Um, I 
actually won't. I won't have Bryson just because, as I've alluded to before, I picked him once and I just couldn't cheer for him because I don't really like the bloke. But um, <laughs> I think he'll do well. He just, he just won't be doing very well for my DraftKings team. But I know there's two players that I'm definitely getting in my side, and that is John Rahm and Dustin Johnson. Uh, DJ's had a poor season so far, but he showed glimpses this week, and I think he's just going to be desperate to, to get back. And I've just got a feeling he's, he's going to play well this week. Um if kind of looking towards that sort of thing, previous winners over the last decade at Tory Pines, I said, is, is known to be quite a tough course. So if you've done well there before, that's the reason you'll probably do okay again. Patrick Reed won this year. Justin Rose, John Rahm, Bubba Watson, Jason Day. It's a pretty star-studded lineup. You have to be a good player to yeah. win at Tory Pines. Unfortunately, Jason Day didn't make it this week. Didn't qualify. Mm. Unusual. Uh, right. We're making picks. Mr. Right. Projections. Predictions. By the way, Tim, it's, I don't know what's going on, buddy, but you're clearly having way too much fun on holiday. Way too much fun. Did not even read the WhatsApp message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite <laughs> having more, more than 24 hours to make his picks, knowing it would take 30 seconds. But um, talk to me. Same as the other majors that we've done, we're going to go pick two winners, two players who we think we're going to win, and then we're going to have one player from outside the top 50 in the world, uh, to place in the top 10. So to win, Mr. Wright, who have you gone for? Can I, wait, can I just rewind quickly? Yeah. Just to mess things up. I'm really excited to hear who your DraftKings team is going to be. Uh, have you already played around with the team? Have you had a look at their their rating, like how much they cost? No. Okay. I, I haven't. But I've got I've written down three names, which I'm like, doesn't matter, get them in the team. If you can get John Rahm, DJ, and any other of that top, which I assume you're going to go top to, I'm assuming Patrick Reed. how you get the next three players in. I have no <laughs> idea. Three, three, $6,000 players. Um, so I'll be interested to see, very interested to see your, I'll stop my neck out now as well. I have to. Don't disagree. <laughs> don't disagree. I don't, I, Ron, like, and this, this is what leads me on to it. Uh, my two picks to win. Ram is, the second pick i think ram is has i do hope this is his time i like you know when you're like i'm rooting for him i really want to see him win i think this is his opportunity you know a couple of weeks ago when he got ruled out for covid he was playing some some of the best golf we've seen this year yeah annoying you know and it's just it's going to be how he's dealt with that mentally i think more than anything because he's obviously been forced to take some time off crush that momentum a little bit but yeah, John Rahm is was my second pick. Um, my first one, because uh, I thought, yeah, you've got to be good off the tee, but then approaches have to be fucking like on point. Colin Morikawa. <laughs> I can't look away from it. Like there was a stat that came out the other day and I, this just blew, this honestly blew me away. It was like, let's have a look at the tour leader in strokes gained approach. Last eight rounds, Colin Morikawa. Last 12 rounds, Morikawa. 24, Morikawa. 36, Morikawa. Last 50 rounds, Colin Morikawa. Just absolutely dominating his strokes gain approach. Um, the, without a doubt, the best iron player in the world at the moment. And for that reason, I think, assuming, again, assuming he can get the ball in play, and, and again, he uh, you know is, is getting that a decent drive, I I think he's he'll put himself within a chance. Yeah, I think he has that level of iron play clearly obviously 
um, that his the fact that he's not as long a hitter as the other guys, it almost levels yeah. that playing field. And I think you we would. know he can get it done, right? We, yeah. He's won a major. We know he can get it done. Uh, I think this he was my number one pick. The, the consistency that he shows with his ball striking is ridiculous obviously yeah. based on that the last stat and uh, yeah i think for for morikawa if he gets his if the putter works because he's you know he's been yeah. seen over the past year or two to be fiddling around and, and not be 100 percent confident in it. if that works then i think you have to put him in contention for yeah. pretty much every major from from here moving yeah. forward you yeah. kind of you kind of fear for the field because he's that consistent in his approach yeah. play you kind of fear for the field if he gets really hot with his putter at any point in his career to, he, he will start racking up majors, you know, pretty quickly. I think. Um, so for me, um, my you know number one, number two, you can put them whatever which way you like. I don't really care. John Rahm and Dustin Johnson, DJ, I thought it showed glimpses the other day, and it, you know the, he's making the right noises of like, look, he's he feels like he's hitting the ball well. He's just not scoring well. I think he's he's good enough off the tee and you know being number one in the world again making. Loads of obvious statements tonight. <laughs> He's got a good enough all-round game. I think he'll be there. And I just think John Rahm, with how good he was, he would have been devastated to have pulled out. Yeah. And that typical Spanish fire, I can imagine him just sitting in his room stewing, being like, Tory Pines is having it. Um, you know, he's won there before, so he knows how to do it around there. And, uh, you know, I just, I really, really like, really like him. Um, okay, so what... I like, I like, obviously, like both. DJ is an interesting one. I'm not sure. Obviously, this is why we do picks. DJ is <laughs> Who do you reckon Tim's picking? Like, we know he's, we know he's going to listen to us at some point. Uh, he hasn't read the message asking for his picks. Who do you reckon his picks? I would like, I want him to be like sat there smiling, going, "Yeah, they've absolutely got this," or "No, they're so far off. It's, it's not even funny." I think you've got to have one of his three boys in there. And I think based on the fact that he won and beat Morikawa last week, yeah, last week when Ram had to pull out, I think Patrick Cantlay would be one of them. Okay. Um, and then I was thinking Justin Thomas, but actually... Who did, you, who did, we, have, who did we have? Again, JT, I don't like, I can't rule JT out ever, even though he's not... He's had a few just not amazing tournaments. I can never rule him out. I think I would sort of say, yeah, I am ruling him out because of recent form. But I mean, what the hell do we know? Because Phil Mickelson's just come from <laughs> nowhere and won the P- the PGA Champs. He's done nothing. Nothing what, what on the one, main tour for years. What about one of his other boys? Would he, he pick Xander? I don't think so. I don't think Xander's shown enough. <sighs> you reckon? I don't know. No, I well, reckon, I reckon Tim will pick Xander and Morikawa and his team. Well, I've just drawn it up. <laughs> he actually picked Webb Simpson uh, as his winner. Which, really? Yeah, in his preseason predictions. So if Webb yeah. comes in, fair so play. He's going to have Webb in his team. Who did I have? Chris had DJ. Oh, um, and I, I, I had Brooks. So uh, oh. I'd be happy to see my guy go and win, but I don't. Think it's going to be this week. Um, right, pick from outside the top fifty, then, Mister Ryan. Right. Yeah, so he, really, he goes really screwed me up this week because I was going to go with him, and he's now moved inside the top fifty. Jumped like fourteen places or something up to thirty ninth uh, with the wins. So he would be my. He would have been it, not anymore. 
and I've now said this, and I've, and I've got this person right in front of me, and I've realised they're not in my team, and I'm now going back and looking at why they're not in my team. Um, oh, I love that. Kevin Streelman, ranked 54. Uh, last three... Last three events, including the PGA Champs, all top 20s. Yeah, and, and he was there or there, but what was he, fourth? Well, he was like fourth on the leaderboard, so what, tied second or tied third? Yeah. For quite a way into into Sunday, uh, the PJ Champs. So it just seems to be one of those players. He's always like there or thereabouts, but he's never the bride, is he? He's always the bridesmaid. He's always like, uh, I'll flirt with the top of the leaderboard, but I'll probably finish twelfth or something around there. I think outside yeah. the top ten might not be a bad, might not be a bad shout. I don't personally. I don't think he's got the distance to. No, I, I agree. But I was really struggling looking at the looking at the outside the top fifty. I was just going, ah, who can who's going to be there? Who's going to be in and amongst it? Yeah, you've got to start scrolling down because I started looking at right who's you know uh, PGA driving distance was like right who jumps into those and you've got to go a little way down to find any player that's outside the top fifty in a respectable position for drivers <laughs> and actually showing any sort of form. Yeah. Um, so I just went with probably a ridiculous bit because he's showing no form whatsoever but he's won there before i went with bubba watson um oh, yeah so currently 62nd in the world and, and like we said it clearly it's you know course experience around here you've got to be a, a pretty good player to, to play around there maybe i don't know clutching at straws a bit but i'll go bubba watson and we will find a way to get bubba watson will fit in the team quite easily and then we'll maybe try and get another big name in there with Rama DJ from into the DraftKings side this week. I, I, I now I've got I've I've made a note of why I've not pushed. Well, Strillman is in one of my lineups. However, he's not in. I don't think he'll make the main lineup. Interesting. And there right, is a well, reason, and I'll explain that reason next week. There is a reason, even if it goes wrong, I'll explain it. It's going to be a really, really bloody interesting and excellent weekend uh, in my household. Flatmate's birthday. We've got the England-Scotland game on Friday night. You've got Portugal-Germany Saturday. You've got the US Open all four days. So I'm going to be set all weekend. Probably won't move a whole lot. Doesn't you're, matter whatsoever. Gluten-free beers. Will be and also, I'm playing Saturday as well. I'm playing in Epic. So where, what where, we? Where's Epic? Where's Epic? I don't know where that is. Uh, North East London, um, kind of Essex, just into Essex. Never played there before. One of my mates just said, "Oh, my 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 pals played there before." So it's just the two of us going out. Um, Justin is still fairly new to the game, so he he's that new into the game. He's yet to to, to even attempt to drive on the golf course. Um, but you know, uni mates, we get on really really well. So be a, yeah, good chance to get out and about. Um, should be a quite quick round because he does not mess around when he's on the golf course. So, yeah, looking forward to that. We're just hoping, in, in typical British fashion, we have you know a few days of really nice weather, followed by thunderstorm and shit. So, okay. have, have you have you seen the weather forecast for yeah. the next? Projected to be cack Friday, yeah, 50-50 Saturday, and <laughs> thankfully we've not paid for anything yet. So I was going to say, up, I have a high prediction that you bail if it's raining and you're going to be hungover. The last thing you're going to want to do is be out on the golf course. Um, exactly that but the one saving grace is that we do have access to a car this weekend so um, there will be no pissing people off on the London Underground because taking a bag and trolley always goes down really really well um, midday Saturday when you start heading towards Westfield Stratford so thankfully we get to bypass <laughs> all of that this weekend 
thank you you are welcome all saturday shoppers right moving on final bit for tonight something that uh chris put across to me and i was like actually that's a really good idea you know on trend with what's going on in the football sometimes, sometimes i have good ideas sometimes <laughs> yeah sometimes uh on trend with what's going on in the footballing world at the moment uh european championships chris was like, i wonder what a golf european championships would look like so i said oh there's something in that so we're gonna pit each other's european championships of golf up against each other just like the football is it could be a month-long tournament it could be a week-long tournament we're going to lay out our own tournaments. Hopefully they are different. And then listeners, we'll let you decide. <laughs> we'll let you decide whose is the better. Which one are you going to, which one are you going to, to, to view? Which one are you, are you getting tickets for, firstly? And then secondly, which team is going to win? Oh, I haven't so picked the teams. Oh, no, I haven't picked the teams. But okay, it's, fine. An, it's an international tournament. We'll yeah. let everyone use their imagination and they can create yeah. their own roster. So I want to know, yeah, whose is better, first of all? Which one are you going to, to, to watch? And then uh, name the players in that said team uh, and who's going to win the team event. Mr. Wright. Wait, I have to name a team? No, you don't have to name a team. Just said you don't have to name a team. Let me, let me give you the... Okay, so first of all, as I was... My format, I've stuck with my original idea of the format, but it did almost have to change because I was going through the top, like, 300 players, and I was like, I don't think I can fill their team enough teams for, <laughs> for lots of the nations. Um, and then I was like, so worst case scenario, we go to... If, they, if you can't... If we actually went through this and we couldn't do this, I'd go to a Six Nations rugby style of like league where there's like six six teams that enter teams whatever but i don't want to do that i want more of a, a european champions football site football thing uh it would be so here's my pitch we are looking at uh each country puts out a team of eight players it's a mixed event so you've got four men four women each pairing is mixed there is hopefully enough teams for a group stage uh knockouts semi final the group stage is would all take place in like one area. So let's say England, France, Italy, Spain. We're in one. Oh, let's, yeah, we're in one oh, group. So what you're saying is, I've given you all this time and you've not picked one venue. You, you, you're, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've got lots of venues. So, um, so there would be a there would be a host country. So right. in my situation, I've gone really selfish. I've gone with England. We're going to host the first the first one because I, I, I want to go see this. Um, and so, for example, you'd have Group 1. They are based at Royal St. George's, right? And that's where their group matches will happen. There'll be three matches right. over the course of a, let's say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then there'll be a, a, a day break, knockouts early next week semi and final the following weekend so it's a two-week two-week tournament total and your final would be at the, the final i've picked uh so again slightly selfishly because it's quite close to where i live uh sunningdale and it'd be the old course at sunningdale i felt like that was what's the word safe enough i.e it's a venue that has hosted big tournaments you know it can host the fans and it's probably going to be quite fair in terms of like no one else would have played there earlier in the tournament and everyone comes there it's a yeah it should be it'd be cracking it'd be great so that would be there and it's an exciting course like it's not just a 
like the old course is quite like it's interesting it's yeah anyway uh so that would be that would be it the only issue that i had with this was going through the top like 300 uh finding four men and four women for each country was proving to be really tough uh so the format what the format what the format would be is a uh a better ball scenario so always pairs always better ball throughout the whole thing i did think about changing it but then i was like oh is that get too complicated uh but you could do like if you if you said to me chris actually i like this idea but i'd want to have a different format with each group game great like no 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 dramas i think that's that that would be quite good but overall better ball i think would be my focus so that's it really that's where that's kind of the focus just a quick question so you said teams of eight how many teams are entering yeah yeah uh, honestly the answer is as many that could feel the team and this is why right. I was this is why I was like it it might end up going to like a six nations scenario mainly because I was literally looking through going okay I've, I've got two french players in the top 100 or top whatever it was where am I getting the next two from but then I also thought this could be quite a cool way to give up and coming players a bit of a stage a bit of a spotlight a bit of an experience so yeah I th- I think there's lots of ways that you could use it interesting so I went a little bit more specific okay go like go pitch, pitch we'll go with yours i mean already i went 32 teams um <laughs> straight up split across eight it's just easy for baths split across eight groups of four mm-hmm. all right so four teams in a group two go through two go out all right keeping it mm-hmm. nice and easy not like the football championships where sometimes three teams go through no none of that you have three players per team you don't have eight mm-hmm. so it's a lot easier to field a team uh in my Chris's. So males and females completely separate, right? You have two different comps, but they would kind of mirror each other. Um, And the tournament is to be played across just four courses across the Irish Isles. Okay? So you've got Royal County Down and Royal Portrush to the north, and then Adair Manor and Ballybunion to the south. Oh, okay. Okay. Why Island? Well, beautiful golf courses and, well, the Irish clearly know how to have a really good time. So I think it's perfect for hosting an international tournament. They would be very welcoming. uh, And I think it would be bloody brilliant to go over there and watch this tournament. Um, You're also playing Lynx Golf and you're likely to encounter all different types of weather, which tests every golfer. And we've all spoken about how much we'd love to see the PGA Tour over there. Imagine an international tournament. That would be pretty flipping cool. So formatting, I've got group stages. So it differs slightly the later on in the tournament you get. Group stages, singles match play, but only two players play each time because this is a condensed tournament. So of your three, you nominate two to play on a given match day. So England versus France, you pick two players. They go head to head and then it goes to on count back if if, if it ends up being a tie. Last 16 quarters and the semi, all the same format. Singles match play, but everyone plays, right? So all three players play, all three players contribute. And then the final, just to add a little bit more drama to it, there's two rounds of golf, right? First is match play. And the second is a stroke play event. Obviously, you've got six players. So if you come first, you get five points. Second, you get four points, three points, two points, one point, no points, which will be added on to your team's total. Okay. That is my European Championships of golf. Yeah. Well, venue I'm very happy with. Uh, Honestly, if we can have a 32-team event, I'd be all over it. Um. If you could find 32 countries in the top 200 players, I'd be impressed. 
I don't know that there are 32 countries represented. That'd be an interesting one to to look at. If it was, awesome. Like, all, and I don't even care. Like, even they don't even have to be in the top 200. I'm not even bothered by that because it's match play, isn't it? So, um, yeah, exactly. And that's why I kept it to three because I had a similar thought process to you. It was like, if you start getting big teams, you've got players that are going to be significantly less than your John Rahm, say, who would be leading it out for, for Spain. Question for you, in either tournament, who's going to take the win? Who do you think would take the win? Uh, it depends on the number of players. So from a pure numbers perspective, like if we've got eight players in a team, like if it's four men, four women, if you just look at the top 100, you'd have to, I mean, you wouldn't have to, but there's a lot of English players. I, I would back us. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of English players. There are like... Again, it's a shame South Africa aren't in there, but like because they've got a lot, of, a lot of good players going through. But it, honestly, what this got me looking at was like, why aren't there more European? Like, why aren't there more German? Why aren't there more French? Why aren't there more Spanish golfers? Um, in in the top two hundred golfers of the world, like, why isn't there? And I, that I I do think like I've always told you guys, like I honestly think team golf is a a real opportunity to to grow this game in my opinion and i honestly think something like this the european champs of golf giving it a team spotlight might get more people yeah i kind of just talking about it i got me thinking like quite excited about the prospect of it happening like it would be so good to have a month where we had competition like what's going on at the moment with the football the issue being is that these guys are all self-employed they're not contracted to clubs so Although John Ra may, John Ra may, may be able to say, actually, yeah, I fancy a bit of that. will take a month off. The guy who's 400th in the world, yeah, who's scraping a few pennies together, it might yeah. be a bit difficult. So they were to find a way to give everyone a paycheck, then it might, it, it, it could be an excellent tournament. Because I don't yeah, want to fully they, get behind it. They've tried things like it, like the golf sixes was pairs countries and, and i was just like yeah but it was it was a bit random it wasn't it just didn't really work for me i genuinely think and, and you know what if if to begin with you couldn't get enough teams to field a 32 or a 16 or a whatever knockout you go to a like a a, a six nations you go to and you have ireland scotland england wales well, wales again wales were really struggling for players in that top top 200 um France, Spain, Germany, and you get set. I don't know, like seven, seven teams that can put out, and you do a, a Six Nations style where they all play each other once over the course of a month or you know three weeks or whatever. Um, I just, I think it's just team sports for me are just people get people get behind a team and people get amped up and excited about it. And I, for me, I think this is this would be good. I, I, well, I think it would be. I mean, just kind of. To- Going on an, a point that you, you made just then about, about you know like Germany not having necessarily as many golfers in the top two hundred or whatever, you can imagine what it would do to the popularity of the sport. We always see oh, it ma- major competitions, a breakthrough team come through. I mean, look at Greece in Euro two thousand and four. I know that's a bit of a stretch, a bit of a reach. Go back you a long were, you were time like ago, twelve at that point or something. Yeah, thirteen, close. <laughs> <laughs> but what that would have done for for football in Greece would have been absolutely huge. So you can imagine if, say, you know, Germany did make it to the final, or any of the the countries that didn't necessarily have the top top names, um, what it would do for popularity of the sport. And I think that would 
it would yeah, it would just be so good. It'd be so Look, good. We're going to see it this year with the Ryder Cup. Every time the Ryder Cup is on, people who don't like golf watch it. Yeah, and or people who and even the people that like golf but won't watch the PGA or the European Tour each week, they'll be glued to it. Like I know people who are like all in on the Ryder Cup. They'll watch all all the days. They'll go and they'll be buzzing around it. I'm like, it's but like get that same team atmosphere for countries do it for and i, I do think countries is, a, is a, a good way to do it like i do think this would be a cool thing. i know they've got the olympics right and i know that that's all individual i think i'm not 100 sure on that um but i think i think do something separate make it make it you know put it under the pga and the european or not the pga the european tour make it a european tour thing like again find ways to give give them a paycheck and yeah i i i, uh, I, I love it and that's the thing, going internationally, it ticks every box that will just make someone who has no interest in golf have an immediate affinity with someone. If you just start yeah. going down what we've spoken about before, where like you'd have your Real Madrid and your Chelsea or, or your whatever, yeah. you'd have that licensing. Problem with that would be, and obviously you're then not, you're only getting fans from that particular club. If you were to say, right, England, yeah, I'm fully behind that. I don't care who's yeah. playing. Where, you know, where's, my, where's my England golf shirt? Yeah, my golf shirt? That's it. There you go. And all of a sudden, you've got people who do not care about golf all of a sudden becoming really interested because um, yeah. it's a pretty amazing sport once you, once you get involved. And we all know how obsessed we all are. I mean, heck, you guys at home are listening to two idiots talk about golf in your own <laughs> spare time. So you're, you're clearly with us. And, and we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I know it was my idea to talk about it, but I, I, I like this idea. I feel like Tim, I'm not sure. How do you think Tim will be with this idea? I think he'll be on board. Yeah, I think Tim will definitely be on board. I think he will have something very out there to, uh, in regards to the the, the, the the structure and formatting. I think I might have been a bit lost with it, but um, <laughs> I think, <laughs> he'll overcomplicate it, sure. I, I think he's, I think he's, uh, he's very much on board. Right, for all of you at home, as I said at the start, I want to know who's, whose tournament are you going to first? I mean, Chris is a little bit vague on where he's having his. He, he did say oh. England, but... Um, there we go and also which which format are you going for and who's winning it is is it coming home or is it is it heading off somewhere else i um, I, I can't see it going anywhere else it's got to, i think at the moment it's going to come to england however and, and again it although saying it if it was three players all of a sudden that or even two like all of a sudden it gets very interesting yeah like, that def- definitely that puts spain puts france up there Italy yeah. would be able to put, put together a good side. Scotland yeah. wouldn't have a bad side. Scotland would have a good side. Ireland would be pretty decent. Yeah. If it's two to four, I think it becomes a bit of players on each team. It becomes very... And that's why if you go four men, four women, and you and you have mixed events, I think you can put together some really good... I do think that would work. I don't think you'd get eight men. I think you'd right. get four men, four women. I think that could work. I think let's put this project on our back, mate, <laughs> and we will... Have the slice of golf, <laughs> European Championships. I think we're, I think we, we, we're going to do it. I think we've got it. I think we've just sold <laughs> we'll, it. We'll set it up and we'll figure out how we, uh, how we run this, how we run we'll this give, show. We'll give John Rahm a call. See if he's got a month spare. Get him down. He's in. Uh, <laughs> right, Mister Wright, where you up to this weekend? Have you got anything going on? Watching the football on Friday. It. I, I've got. I'm seeing the osteopath tomorrow. I'll see what he says. I doubt I'll be allowed to swing a golf club yet. Um, if by some miracle, are you, are you able to hit putts yet? Was that uncomfortable? No, I actually tried. And to be fair, I didn't take I didn't take my putt with me on holiday last week. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Ben Price. I'm not pops. I don't take my golf clubs. Not a lunatic. 
<laughs> not a lunatic. Uh, I will. I will try tomorrow. I will try. I think I'll be okay hitting putts. Yeah. So I will. I'll. I'll roll a few putts out, and if um, if I'm allowed to do some gentle chipping or something like that, I will make sure that I head somewhere and do some short game stuff for sure. Interesting. Yeah, I kind of typical range session books in Thursday, although I think it might be a social one. I don't get much practice just because I know my flatmate has not booked in. So I think it's just one bay. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes on. Um, back out with the super speed sticks and then back out on the range, on the range, on the course on Saturday for me. So it'll be interesting. There it goes. It's, it's it, it kind of in that exciting, kind of interesting not really knowing what to expect mode at the moment because there was some some of the best golf I've played at the weekend mixed in with some standing over the ball taking massive cakey divots and and topping it and and chunking it and just some real awful stuff you know typical post lesson stuff as you're trying to grade a new stuff so once once it's all just get everything together put together a nice little round that would be bloody nice because it's yet yet to happen this year we've got some points the other day that's decent got to start making up some ground yeah but race race to Frey Bentos you know with kind of slacking a little bit behind Joe so we got to uh, got to start pulling my finger out on that because we've only got a few months four months to go yeah we do fingers crossed right anything more from you Mr. Wright no that is all from me cool thank you for tuning in guys and we will see you next week catch you later catch you later Thank you ever so much for tuning in. If you did love the show, you like listening to us ramble on each week, could you please do us a small favour and leave us an awesome review? Click subscribe and give us a follow. This episode is brought to you by Sunday Red Golf, the best golf club in the world for everyone from the sublime to the rubbish, the scratch to the hacker. And we invite you to come and join us for free right now. You can do so by visiting sundayredgolf.co.uk. Today was also brought to you by Tour Champ. To keep the competition going year round between you and your mates, you need your very own Race to Free Mentos. And you can set yours up right now for free by visiting tourchamp.co.